Welcome to another bonus podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here at Northview, and I have a table full of guests. I have four guests with me. Well, Crystal's not really a guest. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal, introduce yourself. I'm Crystal Taves, pastor of women. I have a bit of a cold, so excuse me this morning. Yes. Yes. Okay, Kendra, introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Kendra Gerbrandt. I'm a member at Northview. I'm involved at Northview um, in the high school youth ministry. I've been doing that for about four years. Um, And I'm also involved on the Women's Commission. And outside of Northview, I work as a registered nurse at the Abbotsford Hospital. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Uh Okay, Ms. Nancy. Hi, I'm Nancy Steiger. Um, I work with Apologetics Canada, and Andy Steiger is my husband. And uh, I have two boys, Tristan and William, and I'm excited to be here this morning. And she's the hot lunch coordinator at her school. Yeah. <laughs> I got lots of hats, just like yeah. lots of moms do, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Rebecca. Uh, my name is Rebecca Meeker. Um, my husband is the pastor of discipleship. Yes, yeah. yeah. new role the new here. Role. Last um, time you were on here, he was still youth pastor. pastor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just, just made that changeover. Um, we've been here in Abbotsford since, uh, for almost four years now. Uh, moved here from Texas um, so that Kyle could take the position here. So we're still new Abbotsfordians, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and if somehow the sound is new, we are in our new recording studio in the basement of the church. It's just been up and running for a few weeks, I think. Yeah. And we've never done a podcast down here. So this is kind of exciting. Awesome. It doesn't yeah. look very new. There's still a lot of stuff, <laughs> yeah. storage stuff in here. But if somehow it um, sounds different. Yes. You know, we won't have the air conditioner. Yeah. Chime on like the other room always did. So. Yes. It'll just yeah. be the two of you snuffling and sneezing. I know. Yeah, we'll try pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try and do that quietly. Yeah. <laughs> Background noises. So I think we have a really good topic today, a really applicable topic. We are going to talk about unexpected immaturity in the church. What is that? Unexpected immaturity? What does the Bible say about this? How do we handle this in others? We're going to look at how does this compare to mature Christianity? We're going to look at how do we become mature. So we have a lot to go through. We have handouts in front of us that we've been working through before we start talking. So what is unexpected? No, first of all, we're starting with what is expected immaturity. Sorry. Yeah, because yeah. there is a maturity that we expect. Just yes. because churches are full of people and people are at different ages or different stages of maturity, um, especially within the Christian church because some people have just become Christians and other people have been Christians for 30 years. So in terms of just even what they know about their faith. Yeah. So there's all levels and a healthy church should have all levels. We shouldn't just be catering to the same people year after year after year. We should hopefully be bringing in new Christians and it's always a different del- backgrounds. It's yeah. always a delight too in our um, Bible study times when you have people of different you know, maturity levels, yeah. bringing in their their insight or their questions and mm-hmm. just brings great diversity to the conversation. And, and as someone who's mature, to be able to articulate your thoughts and your beliefs and in, in, in a way in such that someone who doesn't have all that background, depth of knowledge, really is, it's, a, it's exciting. It's cool to have people of different levels, different yeah. maturity levels. Yeah. We can expect, you know, not only know, um, new believers to be somewhat immature, but we can also um, expect believers who have maybe not been taught well in yeah. other, in other mm-hmm. um, in, whether it was at their home or at former churches, they mm-hmm. might have been had you know, some, some teaching that was either shallow or 
um, just not right. And, yeah. and so um, you can expect if they have that kind of background that there would be some expected immaturity um, on their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Also, there's circumstances that maybe you grew up with a significant life difficulty. Maybe there are um, situations of abuse or battling addictions or dysfunctional home. Um, in the hospital, I see um, sometimes people come into a situation of very traumatic, unexpected life circumstance, and they're looking at disease and illness and death, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden things that they once believed in their head, they have to try and somehow figure that out emotionally, and often the emotional response maybe isn't what they would have articulated right. previously. And so you see a bit of a disconnect in what they say they've done and actually practically what they're doing right now. Hmm. Yeah. So when we meet people in the hallways or at our Bible study groups, we should expect that if they've had difficult life circumstances, maybe their faith has been squashed or stunted. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that would be understandable in these certain circumstances. So again, um, it adds to the health and diversity of the church. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's look at some Bible verses on this, because of course we are doing this in the church and the Bible is very important to us. It's our highest authority. So, Crystal, First Peter 2, 1 to 3. Yeah, uh, we'll read that. It reads, uh, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk, that you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. And Kendra, First Corinthians 3, 1 and 2. So this is uh, the Apostle Paul speaking. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. It's interesting that the Bible compares immature believers with infants. Yes. Nancy and I both have little little kids. And... uh, Kids are pretty messy and very noisy. Yes. You're always saying, use your inside voice. That's <laughs> true. They like to throw temper tantrums, get upset. They're a little irrational. Yeah. You know, they have no filters, so they no. say whatever's on their mind. <laughs> yeah. They um, only think of themselves, right? Yes. They're yeah. often very self-centered. What matters is what's happening in their world and yes. not what's happening in anyone else's world. It's true. Very yeah. impatient. And pretty irresponsible, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's expected for, you know, four-year-olds and nine-year-olds. And yeah, absolutely. So. We just hope they're not that way when they're 19 years exactly. old. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Because that's the same. They're growing. Yeah. This learning experience, yes. right? That's the thing. It's cute when they're small. It's not so cute when they're a lot older. Right. <laughs> and it's the same in the church, right? Sometimes we see immaturity and they're much older. And we're thinking, no, 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 you're acting like a little kid in your faith, but you should be older. Mm-hmm. So that sometimes surprises us. Yes. So in this expected immaturity, how do we cope with this as believers? I know there's one word I like to use a lot. It's EGR, extra yeah. grace acronym. required. Yeah. Yeah. A little acronym mm-hmm. for people that we encounter that are expectedly immature. Yeah. We have to have a lot of grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big doses of patience and compassion. Yeah. Sometimes you need to kick them in the butt a little bit. <laughs> just encourage them to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. stay here, but in a gentle way, like yeah. not a harsh way, just, but just kind of pave the way of, of this is the way you should be going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But the same way that you deal with kids, right? Yeah. Like you're patient and you're kind and you try and understand where their kind of level of understanding is. And then time after time after time, okay, yeah. this really needs to end. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you take teaching moments, right? Those That's moments right. to teach, right? Like you do with kids or with you, you know, if you're in a Bible study, there's are moments where you have an opportunity to teach or speak truth, right? Into areas where there's a lack of understanding or misunderstanding. So Yeah. So we're not designed to remain immature. We are to grow in Christ, and we have a couple of scripture verses there. I think, Nancy, we're going to do Colossians. Colossians 1, verse 28. Him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Mm-hmm. And Crystal, you're going to do Ephesians 4. Yeah, I don't know if I'll read this whole passage, but verses 11 to 15 talk about um, kind of the gifts that we all have within the church and how that's meant to build up the body of Christ. And the purpose of that, all that is in verse 14. It says, So that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. So it talks about us uh, in the church being people who equip others so that they are no longer children, so that they learn to stand for what they believe. Um, They're not confused or or distressed when there's other teaching that comes. They know what's true. Yeah, it's It's a huge theme in Paul's letters, isn't it? It's always helping to bring maturity and combating, you know, a competing world, like worldviews and philosophies and just to bring in people into maturity so that they have discernment and they can see those things, right? Paul's huge, that's a huge proponent of, of his writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard for us. Like, it's hard when we see people who are immature in their faith. I know for me... You know, I look ahead to the years older than me, and many times I think someone should act in a certain way, and they don't. And something happens where their immaturity is exposed. I hate it when I see it in myself, because it pops out in me too. And I know when I see it in others, I feel like discouraged and shocked, upset, hurt. I can imagine when people see it in me that they feel the same way. Yeah. I remember when I was uh, working with Youth for Christ in the high schools, I would work with a lot of the girls and stuff, and... And they'd all kinds of drama. And I said, you know what? It's okay right now that you're re- you're just emotional, but just promise me you're not going to be like this. When you're 30, 40, 50, 60. Yeah. I'm like, you got to grow out of this, right? Yeah. You know? Right now, it's okay. You're just working it out. You're learning things. But we do. We, we need to grow, right? Yes. But sometimes it just pops up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really you're hard to see. Yeah. It's really hard to see. And so we were going to talk about why does it shake us up so much when we see immaturity pop out. And a lot of the time, the people who it kind of shakes you are people that you've maybe admired, you've looked up to them in the past, and um, then all of a sudden you realize, like, wow, they're maybe not as <laughs> high up on the pedestal as, like, in reality as they are in my mind, and that can be quite, quite unnerving to question, like, mm-hmm. well, who could be that spiritual? Who mm-hmm. could have it all together? And who does should I? Does anybody have it all together? Does anybody? But yeah. who should be my spiritual example then? Because if I want to follow kind of after this person's example, but they've failed in these ways and they're immature yeah. and you're kind of left stuck feeling like, well, is everyone fake underneath or... Hmm. Yeah. 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 It just shakes your world a little bit, it right? Does. When you've had somebody... Yeah. Yeah, on that position. When your expectations have been shattered of, of someone's character, their mm-hmm. response to, to challenges in life. Or, yeah. 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 I know as a pastor, it sometimes freaks me out um, just to look around our congregation, like on a weekend. Like this weekend when I was emceeing or POC, you see all these thousands of people come in and it just, I, may, I wonder like how many of them are real? Like yeah. how many of them is Christianity actually impacting them day to day, their yeah. choices, their lives? 
And it scares me because yeah. I want them all to be. Yes. You know, I want everybody that comes in that door to be actually engaged with God's word mm-hmm. and growing. And not not that they're all per- perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not. Yeah. But that idea that we were wanting to move forward and that we're engaging with Christ and that we're growing. And yeah. it just scares me to think that people might be coming in the doors thinking that they're all good. And then what happens at Judgment Day when yeah. they stand before God and he says, well, you didn't. It's Lord, like you Lord. didn't actually do anything right. or yeah. you didn't follow me, anything I said. or It just mm-hmm. scares me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It that, is very that scary. coming to church is not like is not this that 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 isn't seen as this practice and that this gets me Jamie to heaven, yeah. but that there's a day to day relationship that he's that he that, that he's working on that, you, that, mm-hmm. rubbing yeah. those rough edges off. Yeah, and, yeah, and that that's really what he's calling us to, right? Yeah, this community with him and community with each other, right? Yeah. This constant repenting of when mm-hmm. we mess up, this constant confessing and asking forgiveness, yeah, yeah. and growing through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's scary because I know I'd like my motto to be "Don't mess up." I'd yeah. love it if I never messed up. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Think yeah, that? <laughs> we wouldn't have to say sorry. That was nice for our own pride. Yeah, yeah. we humble ourselves. My family would really like that too. Actually. I know. I know. <laughs> so we're going to spend a little bit of time contrasting the mature side and an immature side, and there's lots of examples. So we're not going to do all the examples we have on this paper because it would be here for hours. But let's look a little bit at what's a mature believer versus what's an immature believer. And we have to admit, of course, that we have moments that we fall on both sides. And as we were doing this list in, a, in advance of the podcast, we were like, oh, <laughs> maybe I'm more on the other side than I am on the mature side. Anyway, so the first one I was thinking of is that as believers, it's really important that we know the importance of regular Bible reading, prayer, church attendance, and we do this regularly even though at times it's boring it's dry I don't want to be here like so many times I've had to pray on Saturday nights driving to church with my family saying I don't feel like going to church Mm -hmm. I don't feel like making nice at the Saturday dinner table and smiling and (laughs) meeting people I don't feel like listening tonight and my family's laughing at me and I said but we have to pray because I don't feel like going and on my own if it was just me I wouldn't Mm. And so we pray, and then sure enough, by the end of the service, I've realized somewhere God changed my attitude, and I enjoyed the meal, and I enjoyed connecting with others, but I didn't want to. It's so great in that reason to have family, you know, because you hold each other accountable, and you go together, and so as an individual, like for Kendra, I mean, sometimes that's going to be tough because it's all on you, right? There's no one saying, get in the car, wake up, get after it. But yeah. being an individual, living our own, doesn't mean you live life isolated. Mm, right. So my parents are down the road, and I know people who are going to be at church. And when I don't want to go, I have people in my life who I can be like, Mom, I'm not, I don't want to go. Yeah. Are, are you guys going? What service are you going to? And yeah. I feel way more motivated to go if I know that someone's going to be there, and they're going to notice that I haven't been at church. Because yes. I was like, oh, like it's not my own little life with my own little schedule and my own little secret time schedules. Yeah. Um, I work shift work, and so it is hard to often have accountability with your schedule and timing because um, you're sometimes at things and sometimes not. And so people think, well, if you're not there, it's obviously because you're at work. Right. Not yeah, necessarily. So natural. I, have, I have an easy, <laughs> easy excuse, and it's often legitimate, but sometimes I can use it and kind of milk it for more than what it's worth. And mm-hmm. so having people around you to hold you accountable is so important. But then so I, I think, think it's, oh, yeah, I was, sorry, I was just going to say that it's also important to recognize that, like, going to church and reading your Bible, like, you can go to the extreme of making that, like, mm-hmm. a ritual. And yes. You, and, and it doesn't, you're, you're, you can be just as immature. Yes. If you're, That's if, right. as long as you're, if your motivation isn't 
I think that's an yeah. important point, Rebecca, that somebody may be very knowledgeable about the Bible. And they have, may have done all kinds of schooling. That doesn't mean they're necessarily mature. Mature is how we live out what we know through our life. That's mm. right. It's the Holy Spirit working in us, changing our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Our it's, attitudes and our actions. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. a religion. I mean, Christianity That's is a religion, right, yeah. but it's not, you're not doing it. Religious to, behaviors. Religious, or, if you're not doing it to... To earn our salvation no. or to be legalists about it, Pharisees. Right. Yeah. Right. We're doing it to change our hearts. Hopefully. Yeah. That's, That's right. the goal. To God to change our hearts. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so the uh, next one. Um, mature Christians, we know that we fulfill our commitments. Unless we're sick or we're on holiday or we have a legitimate excuse. Like when we sign up for something in the church to help out, we do it. And what do we see and said often? Sometimes you see people that just they'll volunteer to do something and then only be there for a couple of times and then kind of fizzle out. And maybe they're, they fulfill their commitments outside of church, but the church commitments maybe slide off as things get busy. Um, yeah. So, so there's that initial enthusiasm maybe because yeah. you feel like, oh, this is something God's calling me to do, but then not that follow through of... Right. Well, and when it gets hard, right? when it gets hard, yeah, yeah like, and oh, you have to make yeah. priority choices, right? Yeah. What's a, what's important here for yeah. my family, for for myself, right? Yeah. And I know there are unavoidable things, but almost every time when I'm on duty, I'll hear someone talk about, oh man, three people canceled this morning, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> sick, like that's hard to deal with. Yeah. But you're here yeah. working, trying to deal with Sunday school, or whatever, mm-hmm. kids town, and all of a sudden three people canceled five minutes before the class with no legitimate reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One thing if people tell you if yeah. you're very sick please stay home yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah. but it's when we have had it people canceled last minute because something more fun came up yeah and that's very hard for the kids ministry and that is huge with my generation i was listening on a radio program <laughs> they were talking about this west coast mentality it's more common in the west coast of canada than the east coast mm-hmm. you're invited to go somewhere and you're like yep yep and then all of a sudden a better invitation comes you cancel the first thing and you go to the mm-hmm. second because it will benefit you better. Right. You might have more fun at the second thing. And that's going to blend over. If that's your the way that you do life, that's going to blend over into it's your... It's selfishness your, thing, It's totally right? selfish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we see it with the fickle uh, attendance in the weather. Yeah. As soon as the weather is nice here on the West Coast, people are not at church. Yeah, because, mm. yeah, Nancy, you were saying things fight for that priority spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of a sudden, our limited sunshine becomes a far greater priority to yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about pure in their sexuality? A mature believer is someone who recognizes God's authority and that he says that sex is for one man, one woman in marriage, pure in their sexuality, even though it costs a lot for that. Mm-hmm. And we see instead something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see people, they're compromising in their, what they watch on TV or at the movies or, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just all kinds of different ways that you can go down with sexual impurity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been surprised at some of the stories that we've heard from people within the church, yeah. different ways they've interacted. And yeah, it's not something you expect. You expect it in your regular world that mm-hmm. you just don't expect you just kind of have a different layer in your head that oh that wouldn't happen to trust yeah. people mm-hmm. and then it mm-hmm. does and then you're just wow that's yeah it's a shocker yeah Tristan um talked about that the other day with Andy he brought it up in some way in regards to mommy and daddy staying together and having to make a choice and and then he came to me a couple of days later and, and we were talking came up again he says mom I'm so glad that that I'm not going to have to make that choice right and I'm like that's right because I've made 
it a priority, right? We've made it, Andy and I have made a priority. Like Not that, make a that's choice to what a commitment, you right? Like to yeah, that, that, that oh, okay. we've made a commitment yeah. to, stay to stay together for God as our commitment to God and it's a commitment to each other and our commitment to Him, essentially, right? And that's what it is. It's that maturity in your in your commitments, right? In, 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 and that being a priority above all things, right? So, yeah. What about a uh, mature Christian generally pursues self-control in all aspects of their life? You know, one of the fruits of the spirits, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And instead? Well, I think a lot of times society in general doesn't necessarily think self-control is that necessary. Like, mm-hmm. fulfill yourself, right? So yeah, this is self-actualization. Yeah, so is the thing. Is the goal. Yeah. Not controlling. Self, yeah. No. Instant gratification, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you can just get, I mean, you can go to the store at any time of the day. You can go. Yeah. Go basically have anything you want 24-7. Yeah. Spend what you want on what you want and eat what you want. Yes. So this is an area where Christians, I think this one and the sexual ethics are the most kind of pronounced where Christians would have a very different perspective. Like things like fulfilling commitment can be on both, you know, secular and and spiritual. But something like this, I think it should be a marked difference, you'd hope, between mature Christians and and the rest of the world. Yeah, and as mature Christians, if we choose to follow God and be honoring in our sexuality and honoring in our self-control uh, towards God, then, wow, we are seen as old-fashioned, fuddy-duddy, <laughs> like, you know, the duds at a party. Like, yeah. this is hard to be this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. Like, no. <laughs> you definitely need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you be controlled, self-controlled. I know. You know. And, and I know those fruits. Yeah, exactly. You make that list and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of tweaking you as they yeah. kind of go down that list. And people might wonder why would we continue mm-hmm. to want to be on the mature side? And I know for me, as we go through this list, I want to be on the mature side. I want to honor God. I want him to be proud of me. I, I want to please mm-hmm. him. So mm-hmm. it's far more worth it for me to be considered old-fashioned at some mm-hmm. events that I go to. I don't know what you guys would say in response to that. Well, I think you look at the legacies that people leave mm-hmm. behind, right? And, I mean, things like marriage, it's not an easy commitment to stay through. Um, there's lots of things that we've committed to that aren't easy, but when you see the end, when you see that someone pass away or whatever, mm-hmm. and then that legacy they've left behind of mm-hmm. right decisions and good decisions, like that's what I want to be. Mm-hmm. I want to, at the end of my life, look back mm-hmm. and say... Right. You know, yeah, I didn't do everything perfect, but I kind of followed this trajectory yeah. that, mm-hmm. that I'm leaving now a good wake kind of behind me for mm-hmm. the people that are following. Yeah, that I didn't, that didn't all blow up along the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't. I want to. I want to be the white hole, white haired lady. <laughs> you know, that's happy and joyful and making her cookies and <laughs> joyfully and yes. and you know blessing people. And when you know when when I die, I want I want people to say you know she blessed me at church yeah. or you know and there's just a legacy of you want that maturity. You don't yeah. want to be known as the crotchety lady yeah. at the end of life. Do yeah. you know that? Like, I just made life miserable for everybody and the pastor. Yes, and I, and every, yeah. yes, I know. I know. Yeah. And you, you yeah. see that. You see that. You see that, you know, as if, if people aren't mature and they're not working on these things, and then they do get to those, the end of life, and they're just mean and grumpy. Yeah. And, yeah. and you wonder how that happens. And yeah. That scares me. That's <laughs> that, the, the fear of that <laughs> makes me want, you know, to... To keep striving and keep yeah. keep working on things. Yeah, it's, it's like a gem when you're around mm. someone who's who's older and they and they're willing to to enter in a relationship with Jimmy you and 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 me. It doesn't have to be anything intense, but just being around them is 
is encouraging and edifying and you know that's such an inspiration when mm-hmm. you come across people that that are like that yeah, yeah. there's a fragrance of christ that is on mm, them that's a good and when you're it. in their presence you notice that there was something different and we'll probably get to this a little bit but it's doesn't just happen no mm-hmm. no there are practices that get put in place to become these kinds of people mm. and I think the more time you spend doing the mature things like reading your Bible and being in prayer and being around people who are encouraging you when culture is saying you're being silly here, the longer you put the time in to do those, the more you are going to grow into those kinds of people and you will have that fragrance of Christ the more time you spend with someone, Mm -hmm. the more you look like them and sound like them and act like them. Okay, what about a mature Christian, a mature believer says, how can I serve? How can I help our church grow? Hmm. And what do we see on the other side? An immature person says, what, what's the church doing for me? Yeah. Right? Where, where can I be served? Or, or they complain. Okay. They, <laughs> yes. and, and they don't, like, instead of being part of the solution, they just complain but aren't willing to put forth the effort to, to, help, change to help change something. Or you yes. have any vision for how it can yeah. be changed. <clears throat> every, yeah. every idea that's put forward is somehow wrong. Or right, whatever. right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or a mature Christian says that they're willing to accept help when there's a problem. And we know, like we talked about before, we can't do it on our own. We need a whole group of people around us. But instead, what we often see, Crystal had a funny story about what Dave Hyder (laughs) went Yeah, Yeah. Dave's like two desks over from me. And so I just see him trying to put people in community groups at Northview. And some people are easy, like he just slots them in. Other people, like you cannot make them happy. Like no matter what, we either too many singles or too many marrieds or not enough food or too much food or not the right night or do to do. And sooner or later, you think, well, the problem is not all these groups. Like the problem is you just there's nothing, never going to be anything that's perfect for you. Yeah. And so when you go into life expecting everything to just fit your needs, it just ends up you end up isolating yourself because nobody can. All of us are imperfect people. We're all in imperfect groups and we're all making a mess of things. So. Yeah, we just got to be willing to grow where we are. I see it a lot when people come to meet with me and they have a really difficult issue and they seem like they want to get help, but then you put all kinds of options on the whiteboard Mm. and everything is basically a no. It's like, no, Monday nights don't work. No, Wednesday mornings don't work. No, I've seen those counselors. No, I've done, read that book. No, been there, done that. And it's on and on. And I'm like, okay, so then you have a choice. You can live the way you currently are living or you can pursue some more help, but... I don't think there's an excuse in Canada to not pursue help. There's so many resources out there. Mm-hmm. I like that example you gave. You have it um, on here too, but just that idea of throwing a life preserver out to somebody and seeing, do they take it and try to start swimming or do they just throw it away because they <laughs> like the flapping in the water more because it gets some yeah. more attention, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think some people are like that. They just, they kind of mm. create controversy or create situations, maybe not even intentionally thinking they are, but because that's the only way they know to get attention. Yes. And then people will come flocking to them and they'll be hugging them and praying over them and they, oh, I love this. But then as soon as their life seems normal again, people kind of forget about them. So they have to create another crisis so that all <laughs> yeah. oh, people can hug and love and cuddle and bring meals. <laughs> but it's that sign of they don't know quite how to act, yeah. have mature relationships. And yes. So this is the only way they know how to get attention. Yes. Is to create, you know, crisis. Yeah. yeah. We see that actually a fair bit, you know, with people who are fairly needy in this, in an immature way, like Crystal said, and they will go from pastor to pastor to elder to elder to leader to leader telling their story, but they don't really want to work with someone particularly and pursue. Yeah. No, they just want someone to have They just want to tell their story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We see it also in the area of prayer, mature versus immature. 
Hmm. Crystal, what do we see women's ministry in this whole area? Well, prayer is something that all of us are in process of learning, but mature people are more willing to, I think, jump in and try it. A lot of imma- a lot of people who are less mature in their faith just are scared to even engage, so they just kind of stay on the periphery and yeah. aren't willing to pray for somebody or just nervous about it. Or yeah. pray out loud in large groups or... or yeah. prayer the prayer nights or... Yeah, they just don't want to engage in that whole arena. It seems a little bit out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And the whole area of discernment, well, Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And I love that phrase, constant practice, that we want to learn to recognize things that please God. We want to learn to distinguish between good and evil. And unfortunately, that means making a lot of mistakes. I mean, how many TV shows have I watched? And after about 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, got to turn this one off. Yeah. Well, that really sucks. Now I've got to find something else. You know, <laughs> this book, yeah. oh. Yeah. Like, it's just this constant process of It also discerning. means being in God's word enough because we can so easily get sucked into our world's way of thinking and mm-hmm. ideologies. And then unless we come back to God's word, we don't even realize we're getting sucked down a path True. of something. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's having that standard to say... Nope, this is the truth. Oh, yeah, right. Remember it again. But if we're not in that regular practice of Mm -hmm. reading, it's so easy to just follow. You will get affirmation from the world Mm -hmm. doing the things that the world does. And so you won't have that challenge if you're not putting yourself in God's word to have those corners cut and to be like, oh, there's a different way of thinking about these issues in life or this way of spending my money or, yeah. Hmm. So before we move on to becoming mature, let's take like... Just a quick minute or two to talk about some of our own examples of immaturity. <laughs> this is confession time. <laughs> what says what we say in the podcast days? In the podcast. <laughs> so, Crystal, you had some ideas. Well, I just know this has been something because we've talked about it a lot this yeah. year because of different conversations we've had. And so then I've been convicted myself. And so I've been at sports events where I've walked around all weekend, like my stomach and knots, and I'm praying, Lord, Help me to be mature. I do not want to be mature right now. I want to be angry at the coach, or I want to be angry at the other players or the yeah. other moms. Or the, and I want to not say nice things. And I want to sit by yeah. myself on the bench and sulk. And I don't <laughs> want to talk to somebody. <laughs> and I've just had to pray, Lord, help me. Because I don't want people to see me as being this temper tantrum. Being mom. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's... So they push it pushes your buttons it in does. different ways. Yeah, it's it's uh, kids sports are a sanctifying process. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is just beginning. Yeah, you got all those years ahead of you. I know. <laughs> For someone like myself who's outspoken, like I'm generally loud, and so <laughs> to be a positively loud rather than do you know what I mean negatively mm. or or um, yeah. Just because I generally have a, a louder personality, but to do that in a good way, in a and in a fun, like upbuilding or encouraging way, yeah. Rather than, yeah. I think that for me, it's very easy to get to to. It's easier to check Facebook sometimes than mm-hmm. to get you know sit down and have your devotion and and it's easy. You get that instant gratification like from from getting online and. But it, checking your Facebook takes just as much time as they've been sitting down and even just reading a chapter in the Bible or, yeah. and, and just having being, for me, yeah. just making that a priority over Facebook. And, yeah. and, and I know that a lot of people struggle with that because yeah. it's very yeah. easy. You have your phone all the yeah. time. You're sitting yeah. there just doing nothing and mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to check my phone. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's something that, you know, we, we have, we have lots of technology that we're blessed with, but, you know, being able to 
even step away from that. And yeah, it's easy to even. Just I know. I know. Check, check yeah. your, your your Bibles, and you can put a Bible app on your phone. <laughs> oh, it's tough. It's tough yeah. seeing it in ourselves. Yes, and it's hard. I find it hard too to just to be kind and interact with people who I find frustrating. Like, yeah, I I like that as an adult. I don't have like when I look at my kids in school, they have to sit beside this kid all year, and I think so feel so bad for them. They have to deal with this all year. Like, phew, as an adult, I don't have to. But that's my tendency is just to withdraw from people that drive me crazy. Mm. But that's not being very mature either. Like, I need to be kind and you know engage with people even yeah. if they do drive me crazy. Not just withdraw yeah. and stay away so and sometimes yeah, it's, it's for me it's the people yeah. that I would I don't even they don't drive me crazy but I don't particularly really like them like there's nothing wrong with them it's just they're not my favorite friend I'd like to hang out with my favorite friends it doesn't yeah. always work <laughs> yeah. you go to a family yeah. gathering I'd like to talk to one or two people that I particularly like not the rest <laughs> <laughs> and I have to always overcome that you yeah. make the rounds say hi to everybody engage in conversation and you're like I don't want to yeah. It's hard. And even how do yeah. you start conversation, right? What sort of questions do you ask? Do you ask questions like that are like gossipy questions or <laughs> do you ask questions that lead to, you know, conversation about, you know, the person that you're mm-hmm. that you're talking to or are you asking them for news about what's going on? Around, right. You know, yeah. leading the conversations in a good way. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 For me, one of my biggest challenges is my schedule. I love routine and I work in a job that just does not give me any sort of routine uh, with my days off and so finding out some sort of way to to factor in like Bible study time and prayer time is a constant daily struggle for me because yeah. every day of my life looks different than the yeah. day before and mm. for that not to be my innate character it's a huge challenge mm, yeah so yeah that's that's really even this week I was like I probably shouldn't even be coming on the podcast today because <laughs> this has been a big struggle this week for me and it's not the norm of my life and so it's nice to know that like there are seasons and there's like tiny blips in life to recognize that and to humbly like come before the Lord again but yeah it's an ongoing challenge to but I put those disciplines in place, yeah, when your lifestyle doesn't yeah. afford that easily. Because mm-hmm. you have to work hard for it then. But I would imagine for all of us, I know for me, it helps when I know that I have godly events coming up. Yeah. So like a week ago, last Monday, it was my day off, and I was in full emotional immaturity temper tantrum zone. It was an <laughs> awful day. I was crying and carrying on in, by myself about all manner of things. I was jealous and angry and upset and I'm driving around a minivan, tears and snot and telling God how upset I am. <laughs> but I said to him, please, you have to, you have to change my attitude because I can't do it myself, nor do I want to and I'm not capable of it this day. Had a Monday night Bible study. <laughs> but I had Monday night Bible study and mission and the next morning is pastor's prayer. And if this had continued I would lose my job very quickly. <laughs> so thankfully, because I had asked God to change the, my attitude, because yeah. I couldn't do it myself. Like, mm. Thankfully, that's where we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Sure enough, by the time we got to dinner, I was all sorted out. And Crystal could tell my eyes were totally not normal. <laughs> She's like, what's wrong with you? And I've been crying all day. It was an awful day. But whatever, that you know, God can change it. And I'm so thankful I have stuff lined up that yeah. kind of give me a deadline. Yeah. So I'd say if you're listening and you know that you're immature, oh get stuff in place so that you have to sharpen up. Yeah, that's even after yesterday's uh, sermon about um, just that those the visual rage or what rage, rage fantasies, fantasies. Yeah. and I was like, oh my. <laughs> 
and then I get home and I for some reason I was I was I was off and Andy's just like what is going on and thankfully I had to drop off William at a birthday party and I had an hour and a half just to sort myself out and I came back and I was like Andy I'm sorry I'm like I was not a nice person right for whatever reason but that that humbling yourself and saying you know what that mm-hmm. things were not like I did not have a good attitude there for whatever reason yeah I'm not gonna blame it on anything except for just selfishness right and I had totally the wrong perspective and you know the rest of the day was totally changed but to take those you know if you have the take that time to make that turnaround right yeah yeah and for me I have to ask God to help me which goes into how do we become mature it's not an accident it's not a coincidence for me it's an hourly daily choice and for me most of the time I'm thankful now that you know, I am God helps me to recognize it and helps me to deal with it in a shorter form. It's not days and weeks of it. It's a few hours of terribleness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's always intentional, though. Yeah. Yes, it's very it's intentional. It's never accidental. No. no. That you no. stumble across a better attitude. <laughs> no. In the midst of wanting to harbor anger and no. bitterness. Like, you have to work for those. And yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit, if we ask for it, he will be faithful to come through. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have to deliberately change our thoughts, and we have to deliberately yeah. do other activities that change it up. We can't stay in our self-pitying, selfish mode. We have to, we have to do the work of getting out of it and asking for God's help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What other things would you add to that? How do we become mature? Well, I, that Chris and I ran um, a half marathon a week ago. And um, we were we were towards the end of the race, and uh, we happened to pass. We ran the same pace, like pretty much the whole race, maybe a little bit slower as that kind of got a little bit. But it was basically so we did faster at the end. We so did faster it? at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we made up our. But it was basically essentially like you know the same the same pace, and we we had about three kilometers left to go, and we passed this group of guys. Um, not that we were trying to pass them, but we just did. And I heard one of them say, "Oh, that's the benefit of training." And Crystal and I have been training for that half marathon since January, and we had we've done run, runs in the rain, we've done runs in the sun, we've been, you know just in times when we did not want to run, and <clears throat> I think it's a good analogy of just how as as Christians you have to be in training, you have to train yourself to do things maybe even when you don't want to, um, and just just kind of keep plugging along and mm-hmm. you know, keep putting one step forward and. There's going to be slip-ups and mess-ups, but just with that same, trying to have that same trajectory of, of finishing the race and finishing it well. Um, I think yeah, it's, it, there's no magic formula. It's hard. Yeah, yes. and don't mm-hmm. expect it to be glamorous. No. I think we just have too often yeah. have expected it to be always the aha moments and the <laughs> mm-hmm. thrilling times with God and mm-hmm. the heart stirring and whatever, yeah. right? And, it's, and, and there it are is, those times. Yeah, it is. But but by and large, you have, you just have the, Daily the, putting, the putting the one foot ahead of the, the other and just kind of going along. Crystal and I have talked, you know, when we were running, it's like, really, you just kind of have to make the commitment. You have to make the commitment <laughs> and you have to do the training. And yeah. it didn't start. We didn't, we weren't able to maintain that same pace, you know, at the very beginning, but it just was like, it was a continual process. And yeah. so, you know, just, yeah plugging along maybe you can only do a devotion for five minutes one day instead of you know having a power one hour now you know or whatever but you know just it's like this that's plugging away and just you know and trying to have have that time you know with the lord and yeah. um it doesn't have to be the same time every day no <laughs> um, and yeah we can get stuck on that rut i know it's it. true 
<clears throat> well, we have gone a little longer on this podcast, but it has been so fun. So thank you for listening. And before we close, let me close in prayer. And then, um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Lord, all of us could talk about this topic for a long time because it affects us. And we know that we have also acted immaturely. Lord, please forgive us when we do and help us when we are in that space. I pray that we would turn to you as soon as we recognize it, asking for your help. Lord, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would um, cause us to repent and confess, that you would help us change our attitudes and our actions. Lord, that you would help to grow us all as women who love you, as believers in Christ. Please, Lord, we need you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week. All the things that you do.